welcome to another inspirational podcast from Abundant Life Church, where we believe that God is a good God. He loves you and he wants to bless you. Now join us as we dive into today's message. We just are so excited and thrilled that that you would be with us here today. Uh, Over the last several weeks, we have been in a teaching uh, out of the book of Psalms. It's really an infamous passage, Psalm 23. And uh, the last several weeks, we have been, been, been teaching through it and talking through it. It's, it's been a very, um, I think, timely and intentional teaching. I don't even want to uh, reduce it to, to the idea that it is a series, because um, the intent was not that we were going to teach a series. It was just that we were going to teach on Psalm 23, and it ended up becoming a series. And what was only going to be two or three weeks... Wow, y'all have been amazing. We're in the sixth week. Sixth week of this. But it's amazing because each week, each line of text has been speaking specifically in, and intentionally to different areas of our life. And, and as we have gone through this passage, the, I, I think the most important thing that we need to, to gather from it is the fact that Psalm 23 is illustrating that the Lord is our shepherd. And the line that goes with it is, and I shall not be in want. Make no mistake about that this morning. The Lord is our shepherd. And his desire, his purpose, his plan for your life is that you shall not be in want. You shall not live your life in lack. But as the good shepherd, his purpose is to protect to direct and to provide for the sheep, meaning us. That is the abundant life that comes in Christ. In fact, John 10.10, the passage of John chapter 10, is talking about the fact that, that, that the good shepherd, meaning Jesus, the good shepherd, meaning our heavenly Father, he is the one that allows us to live the abundant life, that the thief might come to steal, to kill, to destroy, But the Lord says that I am the good shepherd, I am the gatekeeper, I am the one that that keeps watch, I am the one that ensures that you can have and possess an abundant life. And so over these last several weeks we have been, been, been talking through Psalm 23. And it was interesting because each week I have shared about the context that Psalm 23 is the good shepherd is leading the sheep from the sheepfold to a place that is called the table. The table is a location. And he's moving and leading and guiding the sheep from one place to the next. He's leading them from one season to the next. Some would call that change. Somebody say change. And if we understand anything in the remaining time of this second quarter right now is that we are in a season of change, a season of transition. I make this statement every week. The Lord loves you as you are, but enough not to leave you the way that you are. He has greater for your life. And so the good shepherd understands this when, when it comes to the sheep. And so he's leading them from one place to the next, from the sheepfold to the table. Earlier this week, my wife, uh, Pastor Aaron, she said to me, 
She said, babe, you've been telling everybody on Sundays that the shepherd's leading them from the sheepfold to the table, but, but you haven't actually explained what is the sheepfold. And so, I mean, we understand the idea that a sheepfold, it's, it's, the, it's the place where the shepherd keeps the, the sheep. It's a sheep pen. It's a place where, 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 where when the flock comes together, the shepherd can care for them. But she said, but she said yeah, but you haven't given a, 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 a biblical context. What does that mean when it comes to us as life of believer? And I looked at her and I said, that's a great question. I haven't answered that yet. I said, i got to pray about it and study it and then I'll get back to you. And so I took some time and I was just seeking the Lord and I was asking the Lord as we've been sharing about the idea of Psalm 23 and the shepherd leading the sheep from the sheepfold to the table, the Lord brought to my attention and to my heart the reality is this, when the sheep arrive uh, to the table, the table is just another type of sheepfold. It's just another place that the flock gathers. And we're going to talk about the table, not today. That's going to come next week. But the idea is that the shepherd is leading the sheep from one place to the next. But as he's leading the sheep, he's leading them constantly to a greater place where they're not in want, where they're not in lack. And so I asked the Lord, I said, but what is the sheepfold? And the Lord brought to my heart that Psalm 23 is a picture of the full gospel. I want, you to, I want you to see this this morning. Psalm 23 is the full gospel. The sheepfold is an extension of the shepherd. It is his domain. If there is a king, what is his domain called? A kingdom. The king's Domain is the kingdom. The shepherd's domain is the sheepfold. And so Psalm 23 is illustrating the fact that the shepherd's domain is the kingdom or the sheepfold, the place that the sheep are supposed to dwell in. And wherever the shepherd goes, that he has authority and power and jurisdiction, which is the table that we will find out about, it is a type and shadow and representation of the kingdom of God. And it is important to understand this is because the Lord is constantly leading us as his people. We are the sheep of his pasture, but he is constantly leading us so that we can live a kingdom life, not an earthly life. And the Bible says that the kingdom is not meat and drink, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. The kingdom of God is what God has made available and has designed for his people to thrive in, to walk in the fullness and the blessing in. The kingdom is the king's domain, and so the sheepfold represents the kingdom of the shepherd. You're you catching this this morning. And so as we have been going through the lines of text we're going to focus on this morning, one particular part. It's a verse 4. Have, if you have your Bibles, turn with me to Psalm 23. Let's take a look at it. Psalm 23, we're going to look at verse 4. Last week we talked about walking through the valley, the place of the squeeze, the narrow place, the hard place. And we understand that as we go through the valley, and we all will have our valleys of life to some extent, to some sort, 
But thank God that we have a good shepherd that leads us so we don't have to be fearful of the valleys that we walk through. But in faith, we're able to triumph and, 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 and to, to progress through the valley. The valley might be a hard place and a dark place for your life, but, but thank God that we're not called to live in the valley, to pitch our tent in the valley. Don't stop in the valley, but continue to make your way through the valley because the table is on the other side. And so as the shepherd leads the sheep through the valley, David makes this note in verse 4, and he says this, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, what do they do? They comfort me. The rod and the staff, it comforts. What does the rod and staff do? Let me ask it again. What does the rod and the staff do? It comforts. And so today I want to just draw our attention to the two instruments that David notes in Psalm 23. And he says, your rod and your staff. I want to talk about the rod and the staff this morning. It's a very creative title, isn't it? The rod and the staff. I just want to talk about these two instruments this morning that the shepherd leads with. Now, I mentioned to you that Psalm 23 is a picture of the full gospel. It is a picture of Christ. It is a picture of our Heavenly Father. And it's important for us to identify how this comes to life in this passage. And as, as David says that the shepherd is leading with a rod and a staff, we have to know what is the rod and what is the staff. And so what we begin to find out in the Bible is that the rod and the staff is what a shepherd carries. Now understand this, a rod and a staff, it is an extension of the shepherd. It's what he holds in his hand. It's an extension of who he is. As shepherds would lead sheep, they would carry a rod and a staff and they served sometimes the same function, but they did have their own specific functions. But at all times, a shepherd would carry a rod. Now, a rod is roughly about three feet long. It is a club-like stick, similar to if you were to look at a baseball bat, just to give you a reference or a picture. It looked like a club. A staff, on the other hand, looked like a long pole, and on the end of it, it would have a hook. Just so you get this picture of a rod and a staff. And so the shepherd would carry these instruments with him because he knew that the rod and the staff as an extension of him would serve a specific function. Well, what is that function that the rod and the staff they carry? Well, when a shepherd would have his rod, his rod would do several different things, and I want to talk about them this morning. But I want to note this, that when a shepherd carried his rod and staff, it was a form of identity of who the shepherd was. In early Western civilization, back when we had horses and cowboys and revolvers, much earlier before modern technology of firearms today, what they would call those revolvers or their pistols, they would call them rods. And a, and a pistol rod was an extension of that cowboy. And the thing was this, at that time they didn't carry 
uh, driver's license. They were riding horses. So there was no vehicles. And so that pistol was an identity or a piece of identification of its owner. It was an extension of the owner. So whenever you saw that pistol or that handgun, you knew who it belonged to. In fact, the pistol would go so far as that if you didn't have any money to pay for goods at the local convenience store, you could trade in your firearm... Much like how we have when we, when we go to pawn shops, you can pawn your items in to be able to receive what you need. It served as a piece of identification. And then when they had the money, they could go back and redeem the firearm. But the idea was that that pistol, they would call it a rod because it was an extension of that individual. You following me this morning? It's important to understand that the rod is one with the shepherd. The Bible says this in the book of John, chapter 10. In verse 29, my father who has given them to me, meaning the sheep. Now I'll go back it up just so that we stay in the flow of this. Verse 27, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me and I give them eternal life. They shall never perish. Verse 29, my father who has given them to me is greater than all. And no one is able to snatch them out of my Father's hand. And I and, and, and I and my Father are one. I and my Father are one. And so we understand that Jesus and the Father, they are one. The epistle of John, first epistle of John, chapter 5, verse 7, notes about the fact that we have what we call the Holy Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. They are the three in. They are the three in. And so when we look at this passage, when it comes to the shepherd and his rod, the rod has to represent something. And I would like to present to you this morning and submit to you the fact that the rod is the extension of the good shepherd which represents the Father. And so from the Father now comes the Son, and so the Son is a representation of the rod. The Bible says in the book of Hebrews, chapter 1, verse 8, Your throne is forever, O Lord, and you rule with a scepter of righteousness. A scepter is a rod. In Revelation, chapter 2, verse 7, it says that he rules with an iron rod. The rod notes that it's representative of power and authority. Well, who is all-powerful? Jesus. What is all-powerful? The Word. The rod represents the Word of God for your life. And so as the shepherd is leading the sheep, he's going to lead with the rod. As the Lord is leading you, what is he going to lead you with? The Word of God. We understand the psalm says that it is a lamp to our feet and a light into our path. If I don't have the Word of God, if I don't have the rod, if I don't have the power, the, the authoritative figure or, or, or representation of this in my life, I'm going to be lost. And many of us, we try to live our life without the Word of God. I love God, but I'm not willing to let His Word lead me. And so consequently... We find ourselves drifting in and out of dark places because we're not allowing the word of God to be the lamp to our feet, the light to our path. When a shepherd has his rod, his rod points the sheep in the way that they should go. And if a sheep is not following the rod, he'll poke them on the back. 
when we don't follow the word of God, how often is God kind of just nudging us on the back? Maybe someone calls you up, says, hey, how come you haven't been at church for a long time? Maybe you haven't been in your word and someone says, hey, man, you know, how, how's your prayer life going? All of a sudden you get nudged on your back in the way that you're supposed to go. But sometimes we don't like that. And so as the rod is an extension of the shepherd, sometimes the sheep don't like that. And so they turn around and they try to bite the shepherd. Such a pastoral reference. Because even we get bit. <laughs> sometimes the sheep don't like the word. So you want to bite back. But the, but the rod... It nudges, it points, it directs in the way that it should go. So it's important to understand that the rod represents power and authority. Again, Hebrews 1.8 says that his rod, his scepter is one that is of righteousness. Psalm 138 verse 2 says this, that he magnifies his word above his name. The word magnify means he lifts up his word above his name. What does the shepherd do? He lifts up his rod what does God do? God is lifting up his word. In other words, what he is saying is I back up the very word that I speak. A shepherd is saying when I lift up my rod, it represents that the direction that I'm pointing is the way that we're supposed to go. So he magnifies his word above his name. He stands behind it. A king, what does a king do? He stands behind his scepter. In fact, a king does not even need to speak one word, but by simply raising his scepter, it will give permission of power of whether you can come into the room or not. The word of God, it is the representation of power and authority. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. It says this, all scripture, somebody say all scripture. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable. The word of God is profitable. The rod for your life is designed to be profitable for your life. All scripture given by the inspiration of God is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, which is conviction, correction, and instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete. So you can't be complete without all scripture, which is profitable for your life. And some of you are wondering, why do I have broken places, empty places, incomplete places? And what I ask you this morning is, are you allowing all Scripture to be profitable for your life? Not some Scripture, not the parts that make you feel good, not the parts that back up your, your belief system. All Scripture. Not some of it, not part of it. All Scripture is for the benefit so that you can walk profitable, complete, and be equipped for every good work. Are you catching this this morning? I know we're teaching, but this is important. So the rod is power. The rod, it is authority. The shepherd stands behind the rod just as a king stands behind his scepter. And as he, as he extends it or, or, or stretches it forth, it speaks to the future that's to come. The word of God speaks to the future that the Lord has for your life. And without the word of God for your life, your future will be cut short. And so the good shepherd understands that if we're going to make it to the table, the rod is necessary in order for the sheep 
to move forward. The Lord wants you to move forward today, church. The Lord doesn't want you being trapped into yesteryear. The Lord wants you to move forward into purpose and destiny. The plans that he has for you is to prosper you and not to harm you, to give you a beautiful hope and a future. The Lord desires for your families to be healthy and wealthy and wise and full of the spirit of God. The Lord wants you to be prosperous in everything you put your hand to for his name's sake, right? We're led on paths of righteousness for whose name? His name's sake, not my name. It's, his, it's about you, Jesus. And so his words to lead us forward so that we can live the abundant life for his name's sake. So the word, it is power. The word is authority. The word or the rod represents protection. The rod is an instrument that is used to protect the sheep. Jesus is our protector. Do you remember what happened in the book of Daniel chapter 3? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they refused to bow down to the king. And so King Nebuchadnezzar, what did he do? He took them and he placed them in a fiery furnace. And they turned it up, uh, they turned it up like seven times hotter. And they thought that they were going to be consumed by the fire, consumed by what was going on by the heat. And Nebuchadnezzar looks in there and he says, hold on a second. I thought we put three men inside of that fire. How come I see four of them and the fourth one looks like the son of God? Listen, I'm here to tell you, it's not always going to be easy. The fire is going to be turned up hot and heavy in your life. But do not lose heart because the good shepherd is your protector. His rod is to protect you. He is with you in all things. He is with you for all things. The Bible says that he surrounds you like a shield for those that trust him. So trust in the Lord. Don't lose heart. Don't lose hope. He is with you. The rod is for protection. And when predators would come to try and kill the sheep, the shepherd could be able to spot the enemy with his rod. It's really interesting, too, because what a shepherd would do is if the enemy got close, because the rod's an extension of him, he could smite him with a mighty blow. But if the shepherd was real crafty and he could see him at a distance, he could sling that rod and knock the enemy out. There's something about when you declare the word of the Lord, it's like David with his sling hurling a stone at Goliath. When the enemy's coming, you just speak the word and it'll take your enemy out in the mighty name of Jesus. This week as you're going back in on the job, as you're stepping foot into your different communities and whatever your responsibilities and and capacities of life are, when it seems like the enemy is trying to rise up against you, just speak the word and the word just begins to hurl at the enemy, taking him down. The rod is for protection. The rod identifies. And I want to take a moment here this morning on this one. The rod, it identifies. The rod is used for identity. Number one, the rod is the identity of the shepherd himself. When people see the rod, they know whose rod it is. When people hear the word of God, they know that it's the word of God. 
But now, the rada also identifies the sheep. Because at the end of the day, as the shepherd is bringing the sheep back together into the flock, into the sheepfold, he numbers them one by one with his rod. And he begins to identify each and every single one of the sheep. Even today, when shepherds go to acquire more flock, they'll go to these markets and they'll, they'll look to, 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 to purchase new sheep. And, and what they'll do is they will, they'll take their rod and they will begin to let their, their, their rod begin to sift through the wool of the sheep to see if the sheep is in good condition. As the sheep come in at the end of the day for the, for, for the sheep that the shepherd already owns, he will use the rod to sift through the wool of the sheep to see is there any parasites, is there, is there, is there any type of bugs or any type of, uh, uh, of things that don't belong that would compromise the condition of the sheep. And so the rod will sift the sheep. The Bible says this, that the Lord sifts the house of Israel looking for those that are righteous. But we find out in the New Testament, in the book of Luke, that Jesus gives a warning to Peter. And he says, be careful because Satan will sift you like wheat, Peter. And there's a difference between the way that the good shepherd sifts and the way that Satan sifts. Now, sifting just means to go up and down, to thoroughly look through. And the good shepherd will use his rod to thoroughly examine his sheep. And the good shepherd will thoroughly examine his sheep to make sure that what does not belong is removed. The shepherd removes what is wrong. But Satan sifts to accuse what is wrong. I want you to hear this this morning. Is that the enemy will try to come in and he will try to sift you and make you feel that you are in a place of wrongdoing if you've messed up. He will use guilt. He will use shame. He will be the accuser that he is noted as in the Bible. And he will accuse your life, keeping you from being able to walk in purpose and destiny. And so Satan, he sifts to expose what is wrong. But the good shepherd sifts to remove what's wrong so that he can identify what is right because he is the good shepherd and he is here to make sure that you are freed from all conditions that would compromise your life. But here's the problem. Sheep got wool. When wool gets long, it looks good. And the longer the wool gets, the harder it is to detect the compromising parasites that is on the sheep's skin. And so many of us, we walk around looking like heaven, but we're living like hell. But if you think you're going to come into the presence of the good shepherd, don't think his rod ain't going to sift out the things that don't belong. Let me tell you this. The original cross-dressers are Christians. Cross-dressing is to live in a way that you weren't designed to live. And so we use that phrase and we just attach it to how society has deemed cross-dressing. But anytime that I'm backsliding and I'm still coming to the Lord, I can come on Sunday morning and lift my hands in worship, but on Saturday night... I can put my hands on women that do not 
belong in my life? Are you kidding me? So I want to have a form of godliness, denying the power of? You can't fake your faith. Because it's a matter of time until the word of God will expose. Now understand something. The difference between Satan and the good shepherd is this. Is that Satan looks to condemn, but the good shepherd looks to convict. Conviction is necessary. Conviction allows me to see what's wrong and get it out of my life so that I can live right. But condemnation says that you will never be qualified to live a good life. You will never be qualified to live your life of purpose. You will never be able to get beyond the junk that's written inside of you. And so Satan uses that to accuse you and keep you from being able to move forward. But the rod sifts it out. And the rod exposes what's wrong, and so the good shepherd knows how to get it out. I'm here to tell you, Jesus came to get the junk out. I said he came that you could have life and have it more abundantly. He came to redeem you. He came to save you. He came to deliver you. He came to heal you because he's the good shepherd. The rod. Somebody say the rod. I love the rod. And so the rod will help identify the sheep. The rod represents the power and the authority. And the rod creates protection. But now what about the staff? What about the staff? See, the staff to a shepherd is that when the sheep would stray, at the end of that long stick there was this hook, so the shepherd would use it to wrap around the sheep and bring them right back into the flock. The staff was used to help guide the sheep back into position. If a sheep stumbled and fell and got stuck, he would use the staff to get his foot out of the crack so that the sheep could be loose. He would help the sheep. He would guide the sheep. At nighttime... When it was really dark and they were traveling, the shepherd's hook would be used to hold a lantern, which would produce light over the camp that the shepherd have, providing comfort. Are you tracking with me this morning? The staff, it gives help, it guides, and it gives comfort. What is the staff? It's the Spirit of God. The Spirit of the living God, the Holy Spirit, He comforts you in dark moments. He guides you when you get off the wrong, off the right path. He guides you. He gets you back on the right path. When you get stuck, what does the Holy Spirit do? He helps you. The sheep need the staff in order for them to stay on course. It's one thing to have the word for my life that is power and authority, but if I do not have the Spirit of God to lead me and keep me on that path, and that's why I say that this passage, it's the total, it's the full gospel. The shepherd represents the father, the rod represents the son, the staff represents the Holy Spirit, three in one, and you can't have one without the other. You need all three. And I unapologetically state that, and I say that we need the Spirit of God without the signs, the wonders, the miracles, without the help, without the direction, without the correction. We are nothing. We are no different than the rest of the world that's got a quick line to talk from. 
But the word of God, it is not in the demonstration of how loud I can talk or how smooth I can be able to break down scripture. It is found in power. The kingdom of God is not in word, but it is in power. It's in the manifest, in the miracles. And that's why it is important that the power of God moves in your life so that miracles and signs and wonders in the supernatural. This is why Jesus says it's important that I go. I need my spirit to come so that greater works you can do. Greater works. The Lord's given you the ability to do greater works. I know that might seem so hard because you're just figuring out how do I live a good life. But friends, salvation is not trying to live a good life. It's living a powerful life with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. He wants you to have a spirit-filled life. I want to give you this last picture of the staff. The staff, whenever sheep are birthed from the, from, from the ewe, when the mother sheep gives, gives birth to the baby sheep, the shepherd will use his staff to help in the birthing process when the sheep come out. In other words, so that the, sh that, that the baby sheep don't get stuck, he helps guide the sheep out throughout the birthing process. When I receive Jesus, the Spirit of God now leads me in this new life. Are you catching this this morning? The Spirit of God leads me in this new life so that it can comfort me and it can guide me and it can, and it can help me and it can be what I need so that I can grow and be all that God's called me to be. Your rod and your staff, they comfort it's a beautiful picture of the Lord. A lot of people look at Psalm 23 as it's just a popular passage. But it's not that it's a popular passage, it's a powerful passage because David wrote with such intuition and under the, the influence of the Holy Spirit, he understood that the sheepfold represents the kingdom, the shepherd represents the father. He understood that the rod represented the son and the staff represents the spirit. It is the total picture of the kingdom of God. And here we are as sheep being led to a beautiful place that the Lord has prepared for you. I just wanted to turn your heart and attention today that the rod and the staff are instruments to lead you to a beautiful place. What is that place? It's the table. The Lord's got a table prepared just for you. It's a beautiful place. The rod and the staff, they are instruments of power and authority. They're instruments that can produce change in a believer's life. Exodus chapter 4. We have a very powerful story here. I'm just going to paraphrase it for our time as we get ready to close. Exodus chapter 4. Moses encounters the Lord. And the Lord, after... They have this encounter with the burning bush, begins to speak to Moses, and he tells Moses, you are going to set my people free from the oppression of the Egyptians. And he says, but Lord, what if they don't listen to my voice? He says to Moses, what do you have in your hand? 
He says, a rod. He says, take that rod. Lay it down. And when you lay it down, it's going to turn into a serpent. In other words, when you take that rod and you lay it down, it's going to supernaturally come alive. So what if they don't listen to my voice? What do you have? I have a rod. The rod in our hands and human flesh is just a rod. But in faith, the rod in his hands becomes an instrument for change. And so he takes the rod, he lays it down to communicate to Pharaoh the power of God. Later on, the rod is lifted up and the waters of the seas are parted, allowing Israel to make passageway so they they can go from one location to the next. The rod's leading them for change. The rod strikes the rock, water flows. The rod is a powerful instrument. The staff is a powerful instrument. And what I want you to see this morning as you leave from here and as you go in this week, that the Lord has made the rod and the staff available for you to lead you, to guide you, to comfort you. The rod, the living word of God. This is why Jesus says in John chapter 10, I have the ability to lay my life down and pick it back up. What's he speaking of? His life as a rod. I have the ability to lay my life down. And when Jesus died on the cross, what happened? Everything changed. He said, I have the ability to pick it back up. It has resurrecting power. The word of God is the ability to produce change. The word of God brings about resurrecting power. And what I want to ask you today is what is in your hand? What rod do you carry? Are you carrying the rods of this world or the rod of the Almighty God? Because when I know that I have the rod or the Word of God in my life, when I have the staff, when I have the Holy Spirit that's guiding me, it has to produce change. And I don't know what your situation is. And I don't know what your circumstance is. And I don't know what has been trying to beat on your life. But I'm here to tell you when you have the rod and the staff, No devil in hell can prevail over your life. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. What do you have in your hand? See, I came to tell you this, that next week on Freedom Sunday, my word, my seed, my faith attached with my offering becomes the rod that I lay down before the Lord producing change in my life. And I'm going to see the Lord do greater in my life because I'm willing to lay my rod down in trust, in confidence, and in faith, knowing that my God is going to do greater. Our God wants to do greater in your life. So what you have in your hand, what are you going to do with it? What are you going to do with it this week on the job? What are you going to do with it when you step foot in your households? What are you going to do with it when we come back next week on Freedom Sunday? I know what I'm doing with mine. I'm declaring greater. In one moment, the rod in Moses' hand that in faith he released created passageway for people that were in captivity to now be people that are stepping into freedom.
Thank you for listening. We trust that what you heard today has encouraged you to live the abundant life. For more information about our ministry, please visit us on our website, AbundantLife.tv, or follow us on Instagram at AbundantLife underscore TV and Facebook at Come to Life. And remember, God is a good God. He loves you and he wants to bless you.